What are the hidden fears that men feel oozing from you? When you have a conversation with them, when you walk across the room, when you are out on that first date, what are the hidden fears that men can feel and hear and see? Well, let's talk about that. Hello and welcome to Single Soulmate Podcast. Where we help you, the love warrior or love warrior to be, to go from single to with your soulmate, living the life of your dreams. So the first thing is the idea that uh, that men aren't aren't able to pick up uh, things. Now, the truth is that a man may not be able to tell the difference between uh, a fuchsia and a red, a dark pink and a light pink. Uh, um, I don't know a teal and a turquoise. I don't really I don't really know these things. You can see it right here. Um, so a man may not be able to pick up those things, but he can definitely pick up uh, on the feeling that he gets from a uh, from a woman. And by the feeling, I don't just mean what you look like um, because men really don't notice the details of what you look like. Like your girlfriend may notice that this goes with that or that complements this, uh, but he's really not gonna notice that. He's gonna notice the overall feeling and, and so let's talk about some of the fears and then let's talk about what else. Uh, if you've been disappointed too many times and that's in the forefront of your mind, you're gonna, you're gonna come across as suspicious and guarded. You're gonna say certain things that, that basically you're treating him like a suspect, not a prospect. If you've been hurt you're, and you're afraid of getting hurt again and that's in the forefront of your mind, it tells him you can't tell the good guys from the bad guys. So it's kind of like you're accusing him of being a bad guy. If you are have a real fear of picking the wrong men, you, your, your picker is broken, you don't have a clear decision-making framework, you don't have a solid decision-making framework, um, you know, so you have fear of picking the wrong men. Uh, it's again, it's kind of like a uh, an accusation, and you're too you're too wide open in that in that area. And and so what that means is you're not walking in with an air of confidence and with an air of of high value. You're walking in with a uh, please don't hurt me, uh, please be good, and uh, you know who's going to be attracted to that? A, a not good guy. Um, but a, a, a high quality man is not going to be attracted to that. So if you have uh, major trust issues, then you're going to have brick walls. And so it's not inviting. And so you may, you know, when I say that, you may go, well, I can't just trust every guy. Yeah, of course not. But you have to learn the discernment between a guy who's trustworthy and a guy who you shouldn't even give the time of day to. So what else other than these fears? Well, you're, if your confidence is lacking, um, in, in just how to do the masculine feminine dynamics, like how to be what we call the REN, the relationship establisher and navigator, in how to navigate today's dating world with modern men who want to be uh, masculine and want to be, um, uh, you know, a good guy, but they're, they're hesitant and they're taking their lead from from you because the culture has really kind of like blown away the, the 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 defined roles, the expectations. Now again, some of that is good and some of that is bad. Um, 
well, some of that is really good. I should say that they they've, that some of the the defined roles are gone, but some of it actually is bad because everybody's kind of confused, you know, of what to do, where to go, who does what, all this type of stuff, right? And so, if you don't have confidence about navigating that, you are the relationship establisher and navigator. As the woman, you're going. You have a lot more relationship intuition, but that has been kind of like uh, washed away in today's society and so you the person who knows the most has your antennas are just naturally tuned to more relationship um uh issues in the relationship itself you're not skilled enough and don't have the confidence enough to navigate that relationship to establish that relationship and to bring out the best in that man so your confidence is low uh when your confidence is low he can see it he can feel it he can just by the way you move the way you talk the things you joke about uh so many women are joking about things that actually put themselves down and broadcast to him very loud and clear that you don't think that much of yourself and therefore again who's going to be attracted to that a not good guy who's not going to be attracted to that a good guy um you know something else that that women broadcast really really loud is whether you value yourself and and whether you value yourself not as a worker but as a woman See, so many times now in today's modern society, as a woman, you are getting your validation and and uh, and and kind of like yeah, your validation and your uh, like your props, your your points um, as a worker, as a professional. Uh, we work with exclusively like professional women, so you're either a professional in a corporate environment or a doctor or a CPA or a, a social worker, a teacher, a lawyer, something like that. You're a professional woman, and so uh, and and so you're 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 almost like professionally giving yourself away, and then you're getting value f- validation for that to give yourself away, and so you're getting value by what you do for others. But here's the thing: in order for you to to exude that you value yourself, you have to have like what what a what a feminine radiant woman does, like a with a with a queen kind of uh, energy, is you value and you you get your your sense of of self from who you are, and and here's another thing: not in a servant way. So hear me: I'm going to put some qualifiers on this before I say this, so you don't like. Um, you know, think that I'm taking you back to the 1920s here, but it's also what you do for him. I don't mean do for him, like clean up after him, bring him dinner and stuff, although those things are, are not bad things, like, you know, take care of each other. These things are not bad things, but what can you make him feel like? You see, when you're just showing up as a worker, what you feel like to him is just another buddy from work. He can be impressed by your intellect, but that's not going to make him feel anything. That's not going to move him to like flip his masculinity switch on. That's going to not make him feel like a king. He's just going to feel like a, you know, I got this interesting woman here. That's great. Have little chats, talk about TED Talks, what you read in the whatever in the newspaper today or something. But that's not going to like make him feel like a king because you don't feel like a queen. You see, it starts with your value of yourself. If you don't value yourself and you go cheap on yourself in 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 valuing who you are on the inside, you it doesn't matter how much you try to cover up with what you do on the outside. Yeah, you get a uh, a, you know, you have a 
$1,000 dress on or suit on, or yeah, you have some nice bling bling on, but it's going to be obvious that you're trying to cover up for not valuing yourself on the inside. Like one of the things that uh, you, you think about in society, right? Like spending 20, 30, 40, $50,000 on a car makes sense, right? Well, here's the thing. It, it, sending 20, 30, 40, $50,000, $100,000 on a car, it seems like it makes sense, but you see if everything in your life that you're spending money on is outside exterior things, then you're not valuing yourself on the inside. How do you feel? What kind of skills do you have when it comes to the relationship area? You probably invested 50, 100, $150,000 or more in your education. Why? Because it shifted and changed who you were on the inside but what did that do for you in the relationship area i'm gonna tell you right now nothing it did nothing for you in the relationship area and you you have the success that you have in your professional life because you invested time energy money in yourself and you changed who you were from someone who didn't know how to i don't know write a brief or or examine a patient or do the surgery to someone who did know how to do that. And that's awesome. And there's nothing that says that these are mutually exclusive things, but you have to recognize that you're overdeveloped in one area. You ever see those bodybuilders and they have like huge shoulders and, and biceps and everything, but their legs are like teeny tiny, right? They're out of balance. They look kind of weird because their shoulders are like, they can't even fit in a shirt. Right. And so that's like taking one thing that was a good idea, you know, have big shoulders and stuff and then blowing it up to an extreme. Well, the same thing for us as humans is if we have one area of our life which is highly developed and another area of our life that's anemic and we refuse to put forth time, energy and money into that, we're going to be like those bodybuilders that are like puffed up in one area and anemic in another area. Big shoulders, teeny tiny legs. And so if your relationship understanding is teeny tiny, if your relationship, if the only things you do when it comes to relationships or how to be the relationship establisher and navigator, how to navigate these modern relationships, how to communicate with men, this is all stuff we, we teach our, uh, women in our programs, um, then you're, you're like you'll watch a free TED talk or you'll buy a $20 book like it's anemic and so it's no wonder that you're coming across as a low value woman because you're not valuing who you are on the inside you're not encouraged as a woman to invest in your enjoyment you're not encouraged as a woman to invest in what matters to you now you see jokes in a, in a uh, in society right where a guy will spend $500 on a new set of golf clubs without even thinking and a woman's going to hem and haw and wait for the sale to get something that that she wants because men are a little bit more like they feel like they have permission to do the things that that make them feel good but as a woman you're not encouraged to do the things that make you feel good and if the number one thing or one of the top things is making you feel bad about yourself and your life right now is your uh your your 
just disappointment and hurt and pain in relationships, your confusion and frustration with men, well then doing something about that rather than just beating yourself up about that is going to make you feel good. And you deserve to feel good. You deserve to feel good about yourself. You deserve to to not be cheap with yourself because he can feel when you're being cheap with yourself. He can feel that you are not valuing your hopes and dreams. He can feel that. He may not be able to tell you even 10 minutes after he left the date what dress you were wearing. Lara can remember exactly what she was wearing on our first date and our second date and I think our third date. I literally can't remember even though she tells me all the time because I just remember the feeling that I got. I remember uh, how she made me feel. I remember that I was dazzled by her. Not because of her looks, although she looked great, but because I can't even remember what she was wearing. I can't remember anything. She looks just as gorgeous to me today as she did back then because who she is when she's lit up, when she's radiant, it's the same. Now we've been married over 22 years and we got a little, you know, a little puffier, a little wrinklier and all that type of stuff. And I'm sure I don't look the same as I did back when we met, but but that does, stuff doesn't matter. But as long as you think that that external stuff matters, you're always going to feel a little behind. You're always going to come across as a little low confidence. You're always going to come across as a low value. And then you're going to be treated as a low value woman. And it's not that you are a low value woman. It's that you're treating yourself like a low value woman. And when you treat yourself like a low value woman, you're, you're for lack of a better term, tra- training the men that you come up across. Uh, uh, come up against or come up bump up against in life to treat you that way and um on another podcast episode maybe we'll talk about how this broadcasting is not just in actually i'll do it now it's not just in person it's in it's in your online dating profile as well the photos that you take and include and the ones that you don't include um that broadcast to the man how you feel about yourself it broadcasts to the man whether you have a clear decision-making framework or not by the things that you say and don't say in your profile and the pictures that you include and don't include in your profile. There are certain phrases that, that women say in their profile that are like a beacon call to the players. And a it's a go-away sign to the high-value, emotionally mature men. And... and the reason why we spend hours and hours with our clients in an in a, uh, online profile makeover is because we have to show you step by step the things to say. We're not going to write it for you. I mean, why would you want to have somebody write it for you, right? You, you have to be authentic, right? You have to be like honest. So you have to write your own words. But we're going to tell you the types of things that you don't want to include and the types of things that you do want to include. And then we're going to we review it personally. And the reason is because... Uh, you can't tell your tells. You know, police officers talk about tells. Like when if someone's lying, they have a tell, right? And you can read any of these body language books that are kind of, you know, some helpful and some kind of just overgeneralized. You know, you scratch your nose, it means you're, you're, you, you, something smells fishy. You, 
You cover your mouth, it means that you're lying, whatever. But, but there are tells in your online dating profile that tell whether you are confident in yourself as a woman, whether you value yourself as a woman or a worker, um, the order that you put certain things in, the things that you say, the things that you don't say, the percentage of this type of thing versus that, all of that stuff. It takes hours to go over, but all of that stuff uh, is, is how you're broadcasting who you are, and that has an effect on who even is attracted to you, online or in person. It has an effect on who thinks they can, uh, which guy thinks he can, he can come up to you and talk to you. You're broadcasting that from across the room. You're broadcasting that from behind the screen. And hoping that this guy will be a better guy just based on hope is, is you're giving your power away. And I want to really encourage you to recognize you have a lot more power than you think. And, and you want to utilize that power. You want to get good at that power. We talk to our clients a lot about how like you have this force. Like one of the things our clients say is, wow, it's amazing. This shit works. And it's like, yeah, it works because you have this force inside of you that you just don't know how to use. It's like in Star Wars, you know, the force is strong in this one, you know. Uh, well, the force is strong in you, but you don't know how to use it. Just like Luke Skywalker didn't know how to use it or Ray, the new new Star Wars, she didn't really know how to use it. And you need to be you need to learn how to use this force for good um, so that you can and can bring out the best in a man, nurture a healthy relationship, not self-sabotage. And, and you probably have self-sabotage. And what that is, is you not knowing how powerful you are and not knowing how to use this force to drive the relationship this way or that way. And I don't mean by telling him what to do or ordering him around. Far from it. It's learning how to to establish and navigate the relationship as a feminine, radiant, high-value woman who can bring out the masculine in that man. And not that he doesn't have to show up being masculine, but then you can enhance that. The reason why I'm more in love with my wife now than I was when we first met is not because, you know, she's she's like younger and has less wrinkles. We all are, like I said, we're all getting older, more wrinkles and stuff like that. But the reason why our clients also have the men falling all over them saying, I can't do enough. We have one woman who, she has a guy who drives two hours to have a date with her and never like complains about it at all because he's just so grateful to be with her. He's so excited. And this is a high value, in, like a man who who other women are, he's like in demand. He's a high quality man. This happens all the time because the the women value themselves highly, have confidence in their skills and abilities, practice it, learn, um, have invested in themselves, just like, again, like you did with your, your professional formal education, and and then are navigating the relationship to bring out the masculine and allow them to be feminine. So there's this fun dance going on, and most women are not doing that. So if you're not in, not paying close attention and actually prioritizing this area of your life to the degree that you decide to get good at the, the, the role that you're already in anyway, which is the relationship establisher and navigator, to understand masculine feminine dynamics, to understand how to communicate with men in order to have them do essentially what they want to do, but do what you want to do, um, then 
you're going to show up as kind of lost, confused, and you're going to get frustrated and confused. And you're going to be pissed and you're going to be resentful that things are not happening the way you want. And so, um, so when our clients show up confident, valuing themselves, understanding masculine feminine dynamics, understanding how to navigate, especially those early parts of dating where things often, you know, you get first dates but no second dates, right? Well, something happened there. Now, it could be that the guy's a jerk, but is it every guy's a jerk? Maybe it's something that you did. Maybe something that you didn't know that you did. Isn't that the most likely thing? You did something, you said something, you didn't say something, you did, right? And so that's not to blame you. That's just to say, hey, you have some power here. In fact, you have a lot more power than you realize. So these hidden fears that men feel oozing from you, um, they're there. They come out. You have tells. And so the trick isn't to try to cover them up. The trick is to deal with them. And and uh, a lot of times people say, well, I've been hurt before, so before I like work with you, Johnny and Laura, I got to get over the hurt. No, that's like saying I I'm, I'm not in shape. Uh, the gym has this special going on, and uh, I'm not going to go to the gym though until I get in shape. Like that, you come here to heal. You come here to get over your divorce. You come here to um, work through those trust issues, so you can learn how to um, to heal to rebuild your trust and have it be coming from a place of confidence and moving you toward where it is that you want. Because if you knew how to heal yourself, fix your trust issues and stuff like that, well, you would have done that already. But it keeps coming out in this guy and that guy and this guy and that guy. It doesn't make you a bad person. Just just the same as like the reason why you can do the surgery or write the brief or argue the case or you know help that client or whatever it is that you do for a living. The reason why you can do that because you spend a lot of time a lot of energy, a lot of study, and a lot of practice and a lot of money in getting good at that. Well, you want to get good at this relationship game because if it's causing you pain, it's not going to stop causing you pain just by wishing it away. It's going to stop causing you pain because you decided to, hey, I'm going to get good at this. And and you can do that. And that's the thing I, w- I really want to encourage you is that you can do that. You can get good in this area of your life. And not because you're going to have a time machine and become younger or fitter or anything like that, but because you can get good at something. If you have the skills to get good at whatever your profession is, then you can learn the skills to get good in uh, in, in this area of your life. And you deserve that. Um, what you want on the inside is just as important as what you've wanted for the outside. So you have the degree on the wall. You have the nice house. You have the car. You have the, the, the accolades. But do you have what you really want when it's, you know, 11 o'clock at night and you're thinking about your weekend and it's like, ugh, another weekend alone? Do you have what you really want when it's 5 o'clock on a Friday? You're coming home after a long week at work and you don't have anybody to talk to about the big success you had this week or the big disappointment and the frustration. And, you know, maybe your boss yelled at you. Maybe you're... you're employees let you down maybe you you screwed up something and you just want someone to sit there rub your feet maybe hold you and say it's going to be all right because you see those things right there they're not going to be affected by the degree on your wall the house the car they're going to be affected by your skills and abilities to communicate with and attract a high quality emotionally mature man who loves you cherishes you adores you can't do enough for you And those men are out there. They really are. 
Is there one on every corner? No. But those men are out there. And yes, they're in your city. They're in your town. It's not about not not uh, them not living there. It's not like you live on Mars, right? Uh, it's that you're, you're not seeing them and they're not seeing you. And so remember that those hidden fears come out. Remember that you have tells. And maybe today is the day that you decide to, to do something about that. But in the absence of, of um, uh, you know, snapping your fingers and having a genie lamp, just go one step at a time. Even, even if what you did right now, maybe not right now, I don't know if you're driving or walking your dog or something like that, but tonight, just journal. What, what are your fears? What are your fears about, about men, about relationships, about dating? And journal about that tonight. And then tomorrow, come back and look. Is there any way I could learn about those things? And what you're probably going to find is whatever's on that list, that's the stuff that we help people with. So, um, you know, we've been doing this for, at this point, over 18 years. And um, chances are we can help you. All right. But uh, give yourself the gift of looking at the fears and being really honest with yourself about that. And, and remember that uh, you're a good person, even though you have these fears, even though you had these things that happen. You're a good person. I'm assuming you're a good person. I hope you feel like you're a good person. And you deserve to have love, but you have to value yourself. You have to build your confidence. You have to build your skills. And um, no better time than today, right? No better time than today. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of Single to Soulmate. Uh, join us in the in the future where we talk more about how to go from single to soulmate. And, um, and remember that loving yourself is the path to soulmate love. It's not about doing, you know, doing a dance for him. It's about loving yourself. And one of the reasons why our clients end up uh, having healed relationship with friends, family members, making more money than they've ever made in their life is because when you love yourself uh, and you start to shift and change your relationship with yourself, all of your relationships around you change. When you value yourself, when you build your confidence, that's going to change all of your relationships and your outcomes on the outside. But it starts with you loving yourself. Like I said, maybe journal tonight about your your fears and get real with yourself about that. And uh, and then tomorrow, look at that list and then say, um, could I learn? Could those things be, be different? Uh, and show up here on another podcast. We'll give you some more to think about, more to reflect on. All right. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Talk to you soon. Hey, I'm so glad you were here with us today listening to today's podcast. If you liked what you heard and would like to discover if you have any hidden patterns in your life that are disrupting your forward progress, you're going to want to head over to singletosoulmate.com forward slash quiz to take a quick five-minute quiz that we created so that you can find out what your love pattern is and more importantly, what can be done about it to overcome any self-sabotage that may come with it. That's singletosoulmate.com forward slash quiz for that free quick insight into your unique love pattern and how to break it. Also, if you like this podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. Let us know what you love or like about the podcast. See, when you leave us a quick, honest review, that actually helps other awesome women just like you discover this podcast and helps them learn, live, and love better, just like you're learning right now. Thanks so much.